Hello, welcome to Dangerous. I'm Thomas Sean. This is my podcast where we talk about current events, we talk about politics, we talk about not just what is going on in the news, but why I give you my insight as to why things are going on in the news and politics and all that sort of thing. So thanks for tuning in. Um, I have um, a lot to cover today, but um, really the biggest thing going on right now to me and something that many conservatives have been warning about for quite some time now is the Islamization of Congress and the Islamization of not just Congress, but the Western world as a whole. We see Europe flooded with hundreds and thousands, if not millions of Muslim refugees from the Middle East. That's the globalist plan to flood the Western world with third world people, prim primarily Muslims, uh, to bring down the entire structure of the Western civilization and Western governance to bring about a global government. We all know that. If you can't figure that out by now, then we can help you, you know, go watch the Kardashians, you know, go do something else with your time. If you can't figure those kind of things out by now, then you're really a lost cause in 2019 because that's the truth of what's going on. We look through all the lies of the globalists. We see right through their plans. We know what they're doing. And that's why we are mocked, ridiculed, and laughed at daily in the news. That's why you don't see anybody with these types of ideas on the news in the spotlight because they don't want it be, to be talked about. So anyway, that's why you know alternative media is so important. That's why podcasts are so important. That's why getting the message out on social media is so important. And that's probably also why I just got banned from Facebook for another 30 days because of cyberbullying. They reported one of my comments to somebody as cyberbullying, and now I'm banned for 30 days from Facebook. So yeah, that's always fun. Um, anyway, what I want to talk about is this rep, um, Elon Omar from Minnesota, who many of us have been warning, do not elect Muslims who do not follow our culture, want to totally destroy our institutions, want to remake the United States into a Muslim-majority country. That's what this woman wants to do. That's what um, it's clear if you look at what she's done in the past. You know, this is the same woman who, in the past, voted against a resolution in Congress to, um, in, the, in the state, uh, in her state house in Minnesota, uh, to stop terrorist families from getting insurance money even if their family member was killed by law enforcement take carrying out a terrorist attack she is a terrorist sympathizer she is backed by care who we all know is a hamas front group we all know that care is the muslim brotherhood it is the propaganda arm of the muslim brotherhood um who by the way has been designated as a terrorist organization um, they are the propaganda arm of Hamas, who has been designated as a terrorist organization by our federal government since the 90s. Um, and CARE really is coming out in defense of Omar's recent anti-Semitic comments. Um, and it's really no wonder why, because CARE is a front group for radical Islamiz Islamization of the West. And if they can have someone now who's in Congress, a Muslim supremacist in Congress like Omar, they are going to do whatever they can to propagandize, twist her words, make her seem as rational as possible so that their radical message gets 
pushed even further and gets advanced. So um, there's an article uh, on Breitbart. Care backs Elon Omar's legitimate criticism, quote, legitimate criticism of Israel. The Council on American-Islamic Relations backed Rep. Elon Omar, Democrat from Minnesota, alleging the purchase of American foreign policy by the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, or APAC, despite Democrat leaders' descriptions of Omar's comments as anti-Semitic. Now, of course, the leaders, i.e. Nancy Pelosi, i.e. other folks, I think Tim Kaine came out saying something, of course they're going to um, disown the comments, but... You know, Trump can go out and sneeze the wrong way in front of a woman and they demand he be impeached. This woman goes on the Internet and this is all after her entire history of being anti-Semitic and anti-white, you know, enough there to really demand her impeachment and why she should never have even been elected in the first place. But this woman goes on the Internet on Twitter, tweets out to the entire world that it's all about the Benjamins, baby, um, meaning that it's just money-hungry Jewish people conducting, you know, buying Congress, and, and the Jews are basically in control of everything, that whole thing. And the Democrats come out and say, oh, well, you know, those are very deeply offensive comments, but no demanding of her resignation, no demanding that she be taken off the Foreign Affairs Committee, whatever she sits on, no demanding of her stepping down from power. But Donald Trump goes out and, you know, shuts a door too loud next to a woman and it's demanding that he be uh, impeached because he's a sexist, racist, homophobic, xenophobic bigot. But this woman has a history of anti-Semitism. She has a history of being anti-white. She once she has a history of sticking up for Sharia law. She has a history of being a terrorist sympathizer, literally wanting terrorist families to be paid out by life insurance companies, even if the person was killed in the middle of taking of carrying out a terrorist attack. This woman is a complete radical, backed by the complete radical organization CARE. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it, except for the mainstream media. So CARE stated on Monday, anti-Semitism is real. It should not be used disingenuously as a tool to silence legitimate criticism of a foreign nation's discriminatory policies. CARE applauds Reps Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib for their courage in speaking the truth about Israel's racial, religious, and ethnic segregation. Agenda-driven groups like APAC have for decades enabled the segregation and the resulting denial of human rights for Christian and Muslims Palestinians. You know, I don't see how anybody could say that that is a reasonable response to what Omar said and did on Twitter. You know, I'm not Jewish, so I'm not offended personally by anything that she said, but you have to understand that she is a tool for organizations like CARE to infiltrate the government, infiltrate society, infiltrate the West as a whole, and transform the West into either Muslim majority or Muslim sympathizing societies right under our noses. It's happening and nobody is saying anything about it. It is being brushed under the rug. 
you know, some Democratic leaders are coming out saying, oh, that's horrible. She shouldn't say that. But there's no demanding of the resignation. There's no demanding of the stepping down of power from her. But like I said, you know, Donald Trump sneezes on an airplane and a mucus molecule hits a woman in the back of the head and he is demanded to be impeached and resign. I mean, the double standard here is absolutely insane. If Trump said anything near, if any Republican said anything near what Omar said about Jews, about any other religion or any other ethnicity or any other racial group, the calls from the left would be unanimous. They would be all over the news and they would be pressing for the resignation. It's just like with this Ralph Northam thing. You know, blackface to me is not necessarily offensive. It was in the 80s, for God's sakes. But this is the liberal mentality now beginning to eat their own. And it really is funny to watch because you even have Democrats in Virginia demanding that Northam resign. And you even have Democrats from across the country demanding that he resign. And he's still not resigning because he dressed up in blackface in the 80s. I mean, it's insanity. That should not be something to make, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, governor, senator, mayor, city council person. That should not be enough to make you have to resign your position. If you were, you know, fairly elected, which he was in the state of Virginia, Never mind the fact that illegal immigrants probably put him over the finish line. But if you were elected official because you wore blackface over 30 years ago at a Halloween party or may or may not have, and there's a picture of it in your yearbook, that to me is insanity. But that's the liberal mentality now. So we're going to start taking down monuments because they offend people and we have to, you know, not learn about history anymore. We can't learn about history anymore because it's offensive. And you know what they say, if you don't know your history, you're deemed to repeat it. But apparently that doesn't mean anything to liberals. They want to just destroy everything in the past. They want you to ignore it and pretend it never happened because it offends them today. Meanwhile, they're pushing a fascistic agenda, making sure that you think, feel, and say certain things that align with their agenda. Otherwise, they will mercilessly attack you. They will mock you. They will silence you. And they will try to ruin your career if you have any type of public um, outcry over their fascistic ideals and their agenda. So that's the world we're living in today. Thank you, liberals, for destroying common sense, for letting political correctness now start to eat your own. Katy Perry is even under attack for having blackface shoes. I mean, you cannot make this kind of insanity up, and it's really only something that you know, modern day society could come up with because it is so outrageously stupid what liberals have done to our society and how they have just destroyed any any ability to even make a joke anymore without being offensive and being demanded that you lose your job and yet you lose your livelihood because you offended somebody. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't think Ralph Northam should resign. He should you know, stay in power. I think it's hilarious that the left is eating their own. I think it's fantastic that it's finally their policies and their ideas and their radical, liberal, crazy, fascistic agenda is finally eating their own. I think that is hilarious. But, you know, 
if we're going to start demanding politicians resign for what they did in the 80s at a Halloween party or whatever they did, if they dressed up in some kind of, you know, offensive way that wasn't offensive back then, but it is today to a select few people, then I'm sorry, that is not a world I want to live in. And I will not push for that type of idea because if it can happen to them, we know it can happen to us. If they can demand Ralph Northam resign and he actually falls in, caves in and does it, the same thing can happen to me tomorrow. And the same thing can happen to you tomorrow. Okay, so let's slow down. Let's realize that it's really not that offensive. Get over it. Grow up and stop acting like a bunch of five-year-old babies who just got their toy taken away and they're mad that they lost an election. Stop with the insanity. Just stop with everything. Calm down. It'll be fine. We're not all going to die. Okay? We're not all going to die because somebody wore blackface 30 years ago and the world's ending. Just settle down. I highly recommend that everybody goes... There is an organization called the Center for Security Policy. It's the center. It's www.centerforsecuritypolicy.org. They have information there about how you can read about how CARE, the Council for American Islamic Relations, is a Hamas front group. And... You can go on. You can read the entire report. There is an uh, FBI agent. Um, her name is Burns, um, Laura Burns. Um, she goes through the entire thing about how the 2007 and 2008 Holy Land Foundation prosecution took place and how it links Hamas with CARE. You can listen to this little brief video that explains um, the little, uh, it's like a little um, introduction video to the report that the Center for Security Policy did linking CARE. It's called CARE is Hamas. And it says how the federal government proved that the Council on American Islamic Relations is a front for terrorism. And I'm going to play the audio for you. On so an you can October hear day it. in 1993, men from around the country had gathered together in the meeting room of a Philadelphia hotel. They came from different places, New Jersey, Texas, California, and they worked in different fields, everything ranging from computers and media to religious figures. But they all had one thing in common, membership in a covert organization known as the Palestine Committee, with a single goal, to do whatever it took to support Hamas, a group formed by the secretive Muslim Brotherhood to wage violent jihad against Israel and the Jewish people. Since its founding, the Palestine Committee had committed itself to raising millions of dollars for and spreading propaganda on behalf of Hamas in the United States. The members of the Palestine Committee feared that the signing of the Oslo Accords would soon lead the U.S. government to designate Hamas as a terrorist group. They knew that to continue their work, they would need help. A new organization designed to defend their interests, push their messages, and keep law enforcement off their backs. That organization would come to be called the Council on American-Islamic Relations, or CARE. But there was one thing the members of the Palestine Committee didn't know, that the FBI was recording every word they spoke 
as they conspired. The transcripts of the infamous so-called Philly meeting would become primary evidence in the Holy Land Foundation trial, the massive Hamas terror finance trial, which would lead to convictions on all 108 counts against key Hamas financiers. The federal judge in that trial would rule that the government had provided ample evidence for associating care with Hamas and for its status as an unindicted co-conspirator in the Holy Land Foundation case. Now available from the Center of Security Policy Press's archival series featuring original Holy Land Foundation trial test. So go on there, Center for Security Policy, read the report, and you will see how CARE is basically a front group for terrorism. We all know it. We need to start talking about it. When CARE goes out and starts to defend politicians like Omar and Talib, we need to make it known that these groups are not only illegitimate, but they are subversive. And we need to get people to understand that. And we can't sound like racists when we do it. We need to present facts. We need to present actual testimony, actual recordings, them in their own words. And if you read this report and you watch the videos, you will get all the ammunition you need to start taking down organizations like CARE and other front groups for terrorism who now are openly supporting Muslims in our own Congress. And if we don't start doing that and we let them get away with this type of behavior, it's going to get worse and it's going to become much more. They're going to be much more open about it right now. They're basically testing the waters to see who is awake and who is paying attention. And if we don't make it known that we are awake and we are paying attention, it's going to get much, much worse very, very quickly. More Americans are starting to wake up. They're starting to realize that President Trump is fighting for them. They're starting to realize that the Democrats support open borders, support illegal aliens ahead of American citizens. And now Donald Trump's approval rating is at the highest it's been since he was elected. It is now at 52% of likely voters. Following his State of the Union address where he called for unity and he called for Democrats to stop endless investigations driven by revenge for him winning the election and calling for strong borders, calling out the effects of illegal immigration on our country, calling for AIDS research, child cancer research, all these other things. Now, more and more people are starting to see that Donald Trump is a human. He has feelings and he cares about this country very, very deeply. And they're starting to see that Democrats offer nothing but resistance. So that's now why 52%, his approval rating is at 52%. And that, that speaks for itself. The results of the economy, of jobs, of unemployment, of the military, of foreign policy getting Kim Jong-un to the table, all these other things, they speak for themselves and more and more people are starting to realize it, especially as we go into 2020. That is huge. That is huge. 
Um, the El Chapo trial, the jury looks like it's reached a verdict. Who cares? Looks like the jury found him guilty on all charges, facing guaranteeing a minimum sentence of life in prison. So El Chapo, life in prison. That breaking now, um, guilty on all charges, facing minimum sentence of life in prison, guaranteed to spend the rest of his life in prison. Um, remember the uh, actor who said that he was walking at middle of the night and some guys wearing Make America Great Again hats jumped him and put rope around his neck and beat him up and did all this other stuff. Well, turns out that his evidence that that actually happened is not really adding up. And police are now questioning, is this a hoax? Chicago police say they will be requesting more phone records from Empire star Jesse Smollett regarding the racist and homophobic attack he allegedly faced two weeks ago. Smollett has turned over a heavily redacted phone record, but evidence has begun to emerge suggesting his story was fabricated. Rumors swirl that police are even considering charging him with filing a false report. On Monday night, Fox 32 Chicago anchor Rafer Weigel reported that police, quote, received cell phone records today from Smollett's camp. They were limited and redacted, but detectives will analyze them. It has been previously reported that the police superintendent will hold Smollett accountable if the investigation reveals he made a false report. Look, does anybody believe this guy at all? Does anybody believe that in Chicago, of all places, people are going to be running around with Make America Great Again hats yelling at him that this is MAGA country? Um, pouring bleach on people? I mean, who carries bleach with them? Just walking around randomly looking for, you know, famous actors to pour it on. I mean, and then rope as well at 2 a.m. I mean, this is just... Anybody who heard of this story from the get-go knew that it was fishy. Um, but now that the phone records aren't adding up, there's no videotape evidence of it, even though literally every street corner in Chicago is on some type of video film. There's no evidence that this happened. He uh, is refusing to give up more phone records that are not redacted. It's a complete fabrication. It's a hoax. Because you know why? You know why? Because the fake Indian... The refrigerator repairman, that whole story fell apart in the matter of days when actual video footage of the kids who were wearing the hats at the pro-life rally, it all fell apart. The media went after the kids. Now the media is being sued by the kid's lawyer. Great. I hope they really take that as far as they can go. But that whole thing, trying to paint white America who supports Trump, Basically what it is, it's trying to paint every white person who supports Trump as a insensitive, racist, bigot, jerk, smirking jerk. And that whole narrative fell apart when the videotape came out of the fake Indian guy, the fake Vietnam veteran who lied about Vietnam service, was banging his drums in the kid's face. The whole narrative fell apart. So now what happens weeks later... They come up with this whole thing about the Empire Star who, you know, is uh, African-American and he's also gay and he gets attacked at 2 a.m. by white men in MAGA hats 
pouring bleach all over him and yelling racist slurs and saying this is MAGA country and putting a rope around his neck. So they had to come up with something else because their original narrative failed. It fell apart. Everybody saw it for what it was, a complete fake fabrication. Now the media is being sued. The parents are sticking up for their kid. The kid did nothing wrong. So they had to come up with something else. This totally fake narrative that this, you know, hate crime happened, which is now being found out to also be a hoax, which we all knew it was a hoax. So the phone records don't add up. There's no video evidence of it. It's a complete lie, a complete hoax. And I hope he does get charged if they find out that he made this up. If it's proven without a reasonable doubt that he made this up, he should be charged and put in jail. Because stories like that are dividing this country. The media is dividing this country on purpose because it's number one, it's good for ratings and you follow the money and you know what happens when you follow the money. Number two, they hate Donald Trump and they are so ready to divide Americans if it makes Trump look bad. They want to cause violence. They want to cause an uproar, cause a controversy if it makes Donald Trump look bad. That's what they want to do. That's their goal. They don't care who gets hurt in the process. They don't care how much it hurts society and our culture and divides us and creates tensions among the races. They don't care. They want that because number one, it's good for ratings and you follow the money. And number two, they hate Donald Trump so much that they are willing to destroy the country if it makes him look bad. So we'll see where this goes. But if it turns out that he's lying, which I think he is, I think everybody knows he is at this point, he should be prosecuted for filing a false report and put in jail because that's what he will deserve. Look, I've said before, I'm not just going to get I'm not just going to sit here and read the news. You can do that on your own. Okay? I'm going to give you my opinions, my thoughts, my analysis on what exactly is going on, what but just why it's going on. And that is what gets me banned on social media so often is because the truth is not allowed to be spoken anymore. And if you go up against the liberal narrative, you will be silenced, you will be shut down, you will not be heard. That's why I love doing these podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in and being here and listening and sharing and commenting on the posts. Um, obviously, I won't be able to post this one, this episode up on my Facebook page, but um, thank you so much for tuning in on a weekly basis to hear my podcasts. I really appreciate it, guys. Um, I will be back next week. Uh, we will talk about a bunch of other things, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait to talk to you guys about so much more things going on. Um, the government shutdown deadline is Friday. Apparently, Trump is going to uh, sign the $1.3 billion deal to build 50 miles of more fencing and borders. Um, he says we're getting the wall. We're getting the wall either way. Whether it's through Congress, which is not working out, or whether it's through executive action, I hope he goes the executive action route. It's time that we get what we voted for. Enough with dealing with the Democrats who want open borders, who want to destroy this country. Do it yourself. We voted for you because we wanted a wall. You better do it. And if you don't, Democrats know this, you will not win in 2020. 
So Trump needs to just go ahead and do it, get it done, and campaign on another promise fulfilled of building the wall.